this podcast episode talks about finding yourself again. These are our personal stories, and we are not mental health professionals. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Today we have Melanie with us, and she's going to share about her awakening experience. So Melanie, why don't you start telling us your story and sharing with us about that? Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Um, So... I feel like it all started um, when I made a decision to make time for myself. Um, and at the time, for me, what that meant was, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go book a massage, right? You're going to go um, have a spa day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I ended up booking, um, I think it was just like a 90 or a, maybe 60 or 90 minute deep tissue massage. Um and and really at that point it was to alleviate physical pain that i was having um from sitting in an office chair for a really long time um you know as as people who work from home or work in an office know you're you're sitting in one place for long periods and um mm-hmm. i you know i i felt very tense and i thought that that was a way not only that i could you know make time for myself and spoil myself a little bit but probably feel a little bit better um, so I went to the session and I did feel better, um, you know, physically after that and, and felt so good after the session. I thought, well, okay, I'll book another one. Um, and, and that, <laughs> that sort of started, um, a journey of healing for me, um, not just physical, but mental healing for me. Um, after, um, a, a couple of regular sessions, um, I was introduced to a specific therapy called myofascial release. Um, and with that therapy, um, I found during the sessions, I would go into a, a sort of deep meditative state um, while I was in those sessions. Um, and I, you know, I, I started contemplating lots of different things <laughs> in my life during that time, um, mm-hmm. you know, because when you're when you're in one of those sessions, you're beholden to what's happening mm-hmm. at that moment. Um, mm-hmm. You're in a vulnerable place like there's not really much else you can think about other than, you know, like what's going through your head. <laughs> Mm -hmm, Um, it's not really a place where you're, you know, at least for me, um, when I'm having a massage, it's not really, a. I don't really have a conversation with my therapist as that's happening. Um, I, I kind of let the, the work, um, speak for itself and, you know, try my best to enter that sort of deep meditative state. Um, and the more I did that, um, the more I realized like how much of that I was, I was missing and how much I really enjoyed sort of reconnecting, um, my, what was going on with my mind, with what was going on in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, so after a, a few of those sessions and, you know, just kind of talking with, with my therapist, um, I, he recommended a book. Um, and <laughs> so I, I took this book home. Um, it's called Energetic Boundaries by Cindy Dale. And I, you know, when I first looked at the book, I thought this is <laughs> completely woo-woo. It's, you know, it, it, there's no way this is going to work for me. It's just, you know, this seems so out there. Um, but I started reading it. I gave it a chance. Just something internally told me like, okay, you need to trust this person that, that is helping you, like helping facilitate this healing for you. Um, and something just told me like to trust the process. So I did. And I, I started reading the book. Um, and, and throughout the book, there are um, 
several journal prompts that you go through to kind of work through past trauma and and what that looks like and in you know in in working through some of those journal prompts i started revisiting things um that had happened in my past that i had never like i hadn't thought about for years and years and years mm. and it made me confront some things that had happened in my life in the past that um i had never you know like i had never told anybody um, I had always kept it to myself. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, I, I felt ashamed about it, um, you know, those sorts of things. But, you know, at, the more I did it and the more I read about the book and how, um, you know, energy kind of impacts us as a whole, um, it started making a lot of sense to me. And I started feeling like um, I, I just felt like it resonated with who I was. And I started feeling like, well, gosh, you know, I, I'm starting to have like thought patterns like I used to have before I was mm-hmm. in college and, you know, before mm-hmm. I was sort of indoctrinated by education um, mm-hmm. and, and you know, fell into the, the pattern that I think a lot of young women fall into, which is, well, you know, the, the way you're supposed to do it is, yep. you know, if you're going to go to college, go to college, you get mm-hmm. married, you have kids, you, you know, you, you have the house, you have the cars, like, and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I had fallen deep in the trenches of that. Um, But as I was reading this book and like going through the healing process through the myofascial work and the deep meditations and then continuing to meditate at home and journaling and all of those sorts of things, like I said, I started to have these thoughts that that reminded me of who I was or who I used Mm to be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And and I started to realize things like gosh, I've been through some really tough stuff Mm, and I've come out stronger as a result of that. And, and like anything I've kind of set my mind to, I've actually accomplished, you know, if I set my, my heart on something and my, my mind and and set a goal, like I've actually been able to do it. Um, and so, uh, you know, as I was working through all of this, um, COVID hit, (laughs) um, and it, (laughs) You know, it, it sort of coincided, COVID coincided with all this, you know, um, healing work I was doing on my own and and um, the physical work I was doing with my therapist. Mm-hmm. And um, as I started, like, renewing who I was as a person, um, I realized very quickly that um, my worldview, I wasn't being true to it. Um, mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm the the worldview that my spouse at the time held um it it didn't align with mine Mm -hmm. and when i would try to have conversations about how it didn't align with mine um i was shut down really quickly um and Mm -hmm. i i came to realize really quickly that um i had been unhappy for a really really long time um and i just hadn't admitted it to myself um, that I, how unhappy I had been. Um, Mm -hmm. I was, I was using alcohol as a bomb. Um, Mm -hmm. I, you know, even in the midst of all of this healing work, um, I was, I was, I was drinking like every night, um, Mm -hmm. and, and trying to escape like Mm -hmm. what I felt like was this mounting problem that I had, which was, okay, I'm living with someone who doesn't share my worldview, that doesn't care that I'm going through this personal transformation, that isn't seeing the work that I'm doing as valid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not, um, that I just didn't feel like was a partner in it at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
so again, like it felt like this huge problem that just kept mounting and mounting and mounting. Um, but again, like the more, <laughs> the more work I did, the more meditation, the more journaling, um, the more body work, all of those sorts of things, um, I started to realize that it wasn't a problem that I couldn't solve. Um, it was a really hard problem. It was a tough, tough decision I had to make. Um, mm -hmm. at, at the time, um, our son was 15. Um, had just turned 15 as I was, you know, sort of contemplating, okay, well, I've got these feelings. I've, you know, I, I'm either, um, you know, super excited about my transformation and getting like, you know, hints of who I used to be and, and like waking up to who I used to be and getting really excited about that. But then at the same time feeling um, very trapped because mm -hmm. um, I was living in a place with someone that didn't support that. Mm. Um, so again, like as I continued to do the work, um, I finally made the decision, like, I, I have to go, I can't stay here as hard as this is. I like, I can't do it anymore. Um, and that was a really, really hard choice for me because I come from divorced parents. Both of my parents are on their third marriage. Um, mm. I'm a child of divorce. I was bounced around a lot as a kid. I've never lived anywhere in one place longer than 10 years, ever. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm 44. Um, so I'm, and that was as an adult. <laughs> I lived mm -hmm. 10 years in one place. Um, so I mean, imagine like most of my childhood, well, all of my childhood, um, I, I bopped around from town to town, to house to house, parent to parent. Um, and vowed, like, I will never do that to my child. Like, I can't imagine ever doing that to my child. And then here I am, you know, having done all this healing work, realizing like, crap, I have to do this to my child, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, so I had to reconcile that as well. Um, how am I going to, number one, make sure that he feels completely loved and supportive and know that this is mm -hmm. not about him? Um mm -hmm. But then at the same time, take care of myself, because if he sees a mother that isn't taking care of herself, then that's not a good, good example to him either. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, when when I made the decision to go to leave um, my family, <laughs> essentially, um, mm -hmm. it, it, it was probably the hardest decision I've ever had to make. Not probably. It was the hardest decision I've ever had to make. Um, but again, as I shared earlier, because I had been doing so much work kind of internally, um, I knew that I had done really hard things before, and this was the hardest thing I'd mm -hmm. ever had to do. Um, so I knew I would be okay. I didn't know how it would be okay. And I'm not okay every day. <laughs> mm -hmm. there, are, there are lots of days when I'm not okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, um... I made the decision to go. I, I told my spouse at the time, like, you know, I've made this this decision. And of course, you know, at, at that point, he um, very much wanted to know why and felt blindsided and felt like, you know, I owed him another chance and that we could work on it. And, you know, I, I mm -hmm. had to explain like, this isn't about that anymore. It's, it's about our two very divergent worldviews. Mm -hmm. And the way you see the world is different than I see the world. Um, and I can't live with a person like that anymore. I just, I can't, I can't do it for my own health and happiness. I couldn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I made the super hard decision. 
to leave. Um, and there are still days when I, you know, think to myself, like, what have I done? Like I've broken mm-hmm. apart a family um, mm-hmm. that this was my choice. Um, and, you know, there, there, there are days when, um, you know, I miss my kiddo so much because he doesn't we, we share custody. Um, Mm -hmm. so he's not with me every day. And I really took for granted, like being able to, you know, see him every day and, and, um, you know, give him a high five or, you know, watch a TV show together or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you kind of take that for granted, but, um, I, I will tell you that now I feel like my relationship with him is so much more rich than it was when I was there. Um, I feel like I have been able to share parts of myself with him that I was never able to share before. Um, and I feel like I'm, I'm being a good example of what it means to follow what is right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that and really model that resilience for him. Um, that that's been really super incredible. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned um, briefly, and I don't know if we want to touch back on this or not, but you mentioned briefly that COVID played a part in mm-hmm. making your decision. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, well, at that point, um, you know, <laughs> when when COVID hit and we were kind of, you know, many of us were, were, we had to stay in our homes, right? Like there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you couldn't, I mean, you could go to the park, you could do that sort of thing, but the kind mm-hmm. of um, weekly routine or daily routine um, that we followed um, was blown up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, fortunately I was still able to work. Um, my spouse at the time was still able to work. So that was nice, but all of the other sort of extracurricular stuff, the stuff that was going on that would, you know, keep us kind of apart Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, was, it wasn't, it was no longer there. It was, um, you know, you, you're with this person. I was, you know, literally with him, Mm -hmm. what felt like 24 seven, even though, you know, we were both working that's sort of what it felt like. Um, so yeah, like now we're in this position where, um, again, like the, the daily routine of, um, you know, doing things like going out to eat or even going to the movies or anything like that, that was gone. Um, Mm -hmm. so you, you, the choice that you had was either sit in a room together, um, Mm -hmm. or sit in a room apart. And most of the time was spent Mm -hmm. completely apart. Um, by, you know, by that point it was like separate rooms every day. Um, like you go your way, I'll go my way. Um, there just wasn't a lot of, you know, it could have been a time of very rich conversation (laughs) and, and contemplation, um, especially, you know, because of the place I was in mentally, like I was excited about the things I was learning about myself. But, um, as I would try to bring those things up, I was just, you know, I was shut down. Um, and what should have been um, maybe an exciting time or, or something where, like, I would have hoped um, my partner would have been supportive, um, he was not. And um, that was really confirmation for me that um, I, I was headed toward the right decision, um, that it, it wasn't a part, it wasn't a partnership at that point. Mm-hmm. Um it was, again, it was almost like roommates. I hate to say that, but that's, that's really what it was like. And I was staying for the sake of 
my kiddo. I wasn't mm -hmm. staying for the sake of anything that he was, you know, feeding me in terms of um, my spiritual or mental health um, at that time. So mm -hmm. um, that was a huge factor in it. And I know it like it sounds so cliche, right? Like, oh, now you're, you know, people call it quarantine. We weren't really quarantined. But um you know, now, now, you know, it's sort of a make or break situation where you decide mm -hmm. if you can stand each other or not. And unfortunately <laughs> for me, it was a thing where, you know what, I can't, I've tried, but I can't. Um, mm -hmm. So it was a pivotal point. Um, and I think I would have probably made the decision I was going to make anyway. But this mm -hmm. was a, a like a catalyst, it helped. Mm -hmm. um, it helped it, em it emphasized even more kind of where we were at and where I was at. Um, and sped up the process um, faster than than it mm -hmm. probably would have if, if we hadn't mm -hmm. been kind of stuck um, in the same right. house every weekend, every night kind of thing. Well, and I'm yeah. hearing that even though it got sped up, it still was a long process for you mm -hmm. of yeah. really learning about yourself and diving into that from something that you attributed to like, I sit at my desk too long, right? Mm -hmm. Our body right. never lies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's absolutely. just trying to get us to take care of it. And so mm -hmm. you went, you started learning about yourself and then there's all this thinking and like work you're doing and all of that is coinciding with now COVID mm -hmm. happening mm -hmm. and such a long, like a expedited because of COVID, but still a right. long process for you. Absolutely, Yeah. It absolutely was. And you're right. I mean, it, it's so funny. It, it, you're, I, I feel like your body will tell you what it needs if you're in tune mm -hmm. and if you listen. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, like by no means am I perfect. There are days when I know I'm not listening to my body or I'm, yeah. you know, like I'm eating things or drinking things that I know isn't, you know, aren't good for me. Um, and I, I'm still growing and still learning. Um, you know, I, I'm still searching, um, but because of all of that, you know, physical and mental work really reawakened to who I am as a person. Um, mm -hmm. And had I not done that, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I wouldn't have been brave enough, I think, <laughs> mm -hmm. to really listen to my internal voice and, mm -hmm. and pay attention um, to that internal voice. I, you know, I, I feel... I feel very brave having done all of mm -hmm. that, um, even mm -hmm. though there are days, like I said, there are days when I don't feel resilient and I don't feel brave. But when I look back and I go like at the whole breadth of it and I look back to all of the experiences and how all of that came together to put me where I am now, um, then I start to feel brave and proud and and resilient and strong. And, you know, all of those words we describe, those those mm -hmm. good feeling words um, you know, because I, you know, I, I have done hard things. I can do hard things. And I know I'll have to mm -hmm. continue doing hard things. Um, and this is just one of the many that I've, right. you know, lived through. Fortunately, this one kind of brought me back to, to who I feel like I am. Um, and I'm a lot happier as that person, a lot more sunshiny. Um, yeah. In fact, it's, it, it's kind of funny. Like when I was a kid, my, um, my dad's nickname for me was Sunshine. Um, and yeah, and, and like, now I feel like I'm back to deserving that moniker, you know, mm -hmm. like I am more sunny. I am, you know, I, I do feel better. I am more happy. I, I feel, um, I feel good about having done that work. It was not easy. It's still not easy. Um, but mm -hmm. I feel really good for having, having done all of that. Yeah. So something that you mentioned that really resonated with me 
is um, that sometimes you're resilient and sometimes you're brave and sometimes you're not. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important for people to understand that you don't, resiliency doesn't mean you wake up and you feel resilient Mm -hmm. every day, every minute. And I love that you shared that. And you, you mentioned it a few times Mm -hmm. in telling us your story. Mm -hmm. It's super important for people to know. Um, I had a question about that. So, you know, on the days where you're struggling or even through the process, you talked about this, this transformational um, experience for you after you made the decision, um, what did you lean into, into your experiences to help you get mm-hmm. through those days where you weren't feeling as resilient? Yeah. Um, so, it, it varies. Um, some days it's as easy as feeling the emotion, mm-hmm. whatever the emotion mm-hmm. is, not pushing it away and going, I don't want to feel that or trying to like block it or do something mm-hmm. to distract myself. It's sitting with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and going, gosh, I feel like crying right now. And then just actually crying, <laughs> letting mm-hmm. it happen. Um, and not, you know, not, caring um if people see you or hear you or anything like that you you know like really experiencing that emotion um because i think that was part of my problem for so long is um i didn't feel like i you know like (laughs) that that term like i'll give you something to cry about um you know like you don't have anything to cry like you have a house Mm -hmm. and a kid and a car and Mm -hmm, you're so blessed mm -hmm. and you eat and you know all of those things yes but um you know, there are days when you just need to feel your emotions. So that's a big one for me is just like mm-hmm. feeling the feels and mm-hmm. um, working through that and knowing it's okay and that it's not permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's mm-hmm. this really cool quote. Um, I, I always mess up how to pronounce his name, but it, his name is Rilke. He's a, he's a poet, but um, the quote is something like, let everything happen to you, beauty and terror. No feeling is final. And I just love that because it's like, okay, yeah, I can feel the feeling. I know it's not going to last forever. Um, and and kind of let it go after that point. I almost mm-hmm. feel like for me, if I acknowledge it, um, the feelings of sadness or um, uh, unworthiness or shame or all of like, it kind of mm-hmm. goes away if mm-hmm. I acknowledge it. If I don't acknowledge it, it keeps coming up and it's like mm-hmm. a broken record. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the other things I do, honestly, like, meditating is huge. It's huge Mm -hmm. for me. It's, it's, I try to do it every day. I, I, you know, admittedly, I don't do it every day, probably as long as I should, but, um, recentering, um, and like Mm -hmm. reconnecting my body with my mind and knowing that they're one and the same, like it's all part of me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, that's really big. Um, and like shutting down, um, those kind of repetitive thoughts. Um, I've been more, I've been reading a lot of work by, um, uh, I don't even know what to call him. He, he's a doctor, Dr. Joe Dispenza, but he talks about this idea of creating, um, brain and heart coherence. And, um, mm-hmm. our brains are such that they work in patterns, right? So if you are continually creating a sort of negative pattern, that's mm-hmm. what your brain is going to continue to do. Cause that's what mm-hmm. our brains do. <laughs> It seeks Mm -hmm. pattern. Um, So if you're continually having those negative thoughts, you're going to keep having them. But if you practice having the positive thoughts and you practice having compassion and gratitude and all of those things, then that's you get rewired. Right. Essentially. Mm -hmm. And you start to have those. So I try to practice that, too, um, on those days that I'm not feeling resilient. Um, You know, other (laughs) other times, um, 
it's just a matter of like reaching out and just saying, look, I'm, you know, I'm feeling like everything's triggering me today. Mm -hmm, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And speaking up for yourself and advocating for yourself. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I hope it's okay that I share this example, but just last week we were supposed to have our session. We were supposed to record this last week. Um, and mm -hmm. I reached out and I just said, you guys, I can't. Um, mm -hmm. I, I need the day. Like, I can't do it today. Um, and you were gracious enough to just say hugs, of course. Thank you. Um, and move on. Um, and I think that's a huge thing, too, is being able mm -hmm. to be brave enough to say I'm not in the space right now. Um, it has nothing to do with you, everything to do with me. I just need this time. And and you have to be OK with the other person, like kind of wondering about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and, and really, honestly, like not caring if they get it or not, yeah. because it's it's a matter of you taking care of yourself at that point. Mm -hmm. So I heard something today. <laughs> I wish I remember where I heard it from, but it was something to the effect of you setting boundaries is because you want to keep the person or people in your life, not because you want them to go away. Yeah. And so by setting those healthy boundaries, you can have better, deeper, more meaningful relationships with them because you're healthy when you are with them. Mm -hmm. And I, w I was blown yeah. away by that. That's so funny. I wrote it down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just didn't write down who said it. But yeah. um, that's what, what you were just saying made me think of um, reaching yeah. out, advocating for yourself, setting healthy boundaries is so mm -hmm. important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like the hardest people to do that with are the people that we love, right? That we're the closest mm -hmm. to. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because you don't want to let them down. But sometimes you, you know, if, if it is a healthy relationship, and if it is someone who really truly understands you, they get that that's mm -hmm. not about them. It's not mm -hmm. about you, um, you know, trying to delay any sort of gratification for them. It, it's it's mm -hmm. truly like I need this time. And like, I hope that you love and respect me enough to understand that I need this time. Right. Um, and honestly, this takes me back to that book <laughs> that mm -hmm. I read called Energetic Boundaries. Like that's what it's about. It's about setting those sorts of boundaries that you need to in order to protect yourself um, and honestly protect those around you. Um, mm -hmm. I know, I know the people in my life that are, um, energy vampires that after mm -hmm. I'm with them, like I can't do anything after that. Um, I know the people in my life who are like that. Um, some of them, unfortunately, are my family. So like I can never escape that, but I can still set mm -hmm. a healthy boundary and know like, okay, I know how I'm going to feel after this. So I'm not going to plan on, you know, mm -hmm. doing this thing afterwards because I know I won't have the energy for it. I'm going to need time mm -hmm. to recover. Um, and that's mm -hmm. really what some of the, the epiphanies that that book taught me or kind of led me toward was number one, that's okay. Number mm -hmm. two, everybody needs that. And number three, like you have to figure out and navigate what works for you. Nobody can mm -hmm. do that for you. Right. Um, and that's part of your resiliency story too, right? Is knowing what works for you and what doesn't and being mm -hmm. able to say that's not going to work for me um, and meaning it <laughs> sticking mm -hmm. with it. Um, mm -hmm. That, you know, that that's tough sometimes. Yeah. We're taking the time to figure it out. Like what I've yeah. heard through your whole story, uh -huh. you know, the time you've invested in yourself to really be like, wait a second, like, let me go back. Who am I? What do I mm -hmm. believe? What is healthy yeah. for me? Right. What do mm -hmm. I want to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 it's still hard work. Um, and there are days when I don't feel like doing it because sometimes it takes you down a rabbit hole of some you know, thoughts or experiences that, you know, maybe you haven't visited in years and years and mm -hmm. years and years. Um, 
but is important for you to acknowledge and 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 you know <laughs> just because you ignore it doesn't mean it didn't happen um your body doesn't right. forget your body mm -hmm. does not forget um those sorts of traumas so that's why I, i'm a huge advocate for um continuing that body work and the meditation and whatever it is that works for you whether it's you know like i said the the myofascial work that i did um or yoga or running or whatever it is um, where you can really feel connected mind and body. Um, that's super important. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it is. <laughs> do you have any, um, Jessica always asks this question and I love it. <laughs> do you have any like closing thoughts or, you know, things you want to share with everyone? Um, well, this is kind of funny. Um, I have a little pin on my desk that reminds me every day to be brave. Um, mm. Because for me, it doesn't, it still doesn't come as naturally as I would like it to. Um, I've always been a people pleaser. I've always, um, you know, I, I came from a, a sort of large, integrated family, um, where I, I learned very quickly, um, that if I was quiet, I didn't get attention, positive or negative. <laughs> So um, I always kind of learned to keep to myself and keep very quiet um, and not speak up for myself. Um, but I have that button that reminds me to be brave because now I know like I can do, I can do scary things. I can do things that, um, that are hard. I can, I can, you know, work through things that I thought would absolutely crush me um, and didn't. So that would mm -hmm. be like my, my advice is just be brave. Like as much as it hurts and how scary it is, you just, you have to, you have to commit to being brave. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I feel like that's, that's probably the best <laughs> advice that mm -hmm. I can give. It's not easy. Um, and it's, um, it, it sounds like very simplistic. Um, I know that it's not, but the phrase reminds me, um, that it, I, I can do these sort of complex things mm -hmm. and I can solve for complex problems and no problem is, is so big that you can't figure it out. Mm -hmm. There's always mm -hmm. something that you can figure out. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Melanie, um, yeah. for being, being vulnerable and brave and courageous and just walking us through, you know, your awakening and, and the difficult decisions you had to make um, both for yourself and for others, right? Mm -hmm. um, all wrapped into that. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you it was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for listening to And Life Happened. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will continue to listen to and like our podcast. If you would like to support our podcast, you can do so by sharing this with others to build our community of resilience. To stay updated on the latest information, please follow us at at and underscore life happened on Instagram. If you would like to share your life happened story of resilience, please complete the form in our Instagram bio. These are our personal stories and we are not mental health professionals. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice. Thank you.